I was at the University of Maryland as chaplain when the planes hit the two towers on September 11th. <clears throat> and as it was, I remember exactly where I was watching it in my kitchen on the television there. And then the students started flooding into the chapel. Many were crying, so confused. It seemed like the, like the end of the world. And then we had this enormous enormous prayer service with all the chaplains from the different denominations and there was flowers all around the, cent the, the central quad of the school and everyone said we're going to make things different now we're going to really make a difference this is going to change me but I don't think things are that different I don't think we change that much it seems like we sort of just slip back into the everyday, ordinary stuff we do. That amnesia sort of sets in, that consciousness of what the right priorities should be and how we should live as people in the world. You see, it's not uncommon for that real shift to change when somebody gets a very serious diagnosis or they lose someone whom they love dearly. Suddenly, life is no longer able to be the same. Amnesia is not possible. I've worked with many families who have lost children, and one family lost their son just to a mysterious, undiagnosed heart thing. A sophomore junior at Notre Dame just went to sleep and never woke up. And in talking to them, the father said to me, he says, I have a wisdom that I never had before. I have understanding that I never had before this. I just wish I could have learned it in another way. You see, that wisdom, this sense of priority, the, the not reacting to life, but actually going through life with a vision, his vision, aligning our will and the plan of our life to the plan of God's will for us, you see, that's the wisdom of which we speak. And so it is that the church understands this and why we have two seasons of the year. Ten weeks out of 52, 20% of the year the church dedicates to trying to be wiser, to trying to understand, not to react to life, to live out of the vision of the gospel. Not to wait for somebody you love to die to understand what our priorities should be. These six weeks of Lent and the four weeks of Advent are times to go into the desert where the voice speaks to us. Make straight your paths. Where there are valleys, where there are things lacking in your life and in your spiritual life, start filling them in where the mountains are too high, where you place things in your life where you, to idolize, which are not necessarily of God, which are not even of themselves, but take the priority if it's work, if it's our leisure, if it's our enjoyment, if it's our whatever it is, that mountain is keeping us from getting to the Lord most fully. The season of Advent is about rearranging our priority list and evaluating it and seeing what needs to be moved around. 
And the power of this is not that we are striving to change things in our lives as if we are making our way to God. That's not the case. It is always divine initiative. It is always God making his way to us. God's not a lonely teenager at the lunch table waiting for someone to sit down with him. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need me. But yet in his generosity, he comes to find me. Because I'm the lonely teenager at the lunch table. He comes to sit with me, to eat with me, to give me the food, and also to bring me up from where I am to the clarity of vision. You see, it's all gift that he has given us. And it's just a matter of allowing ourselves to receive the gift. My brothers and sisters, those two places right there, the confessionals at Our Lady of Mercy, are the gift center. They are the place where you take your mountains and you bring them in. And you're like, oh, this is my mountain I've been carrying around. And Jesus Christ takes it. Boom, gone. There's a power to confession. There's a power to confession which we don't realize. Often we think of confession, sin, as, as like sort of the bad who we are. No, 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 no. The Lord looks at you and sees who you can be. He looks at you in your fullest potential. He looks at you at a fullest of kindness and love and faith and helpfulness and goodness. And every time you and I, brothers and sisters, make a decision to not do what God asks us to do, we're not doing something, we're, we're not doing it. It's a decision not to be ourselves. It's the formation of not us. You see, as Thomas Aquinas says, sin is a privation of the good. That means it's not a thing in and of itself, it's a decision away from the good. So when we go to confession, two of us walk in. Me that God sees I can be, and the not me that I've been dragging around. And in that confessional, the not me is destroyed, obliterated, gone. The mountain is gone, the valleys are filled. I'm giving myself the potential to go out into the world and to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. So my brothers and sisters, take advantage of it. We have more confessions than any other place, I think, around here. And then during the week, we have 1.45 to 2.45 for those who don't want to drive in the dark. And 6.30 until you're done. Father Stephen and I will be at both of them the whole time. But if you don't want to go to us, you're about a two-iron shot from about four parishes, all right? If you can hit a two-iron. And so it is, my brothers and sisters, that we're being called to live proactively. We're being called to live and not to wait for a tragedy, to have wisdom. And it all comes from the God who is seeking us and inviting us. Praise be Jesus Christ.